You're listening to the Talking Rheumatology Research Podcast, brought to you by the British Society for Rheumatology. Hi, good day. My name is Marwan Bukhari. I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Rheumatology and we're talking about ultrasound today. Uh, I'm a rheumatologist from the northwest of England and we've got uh, some distinguished guests from Birmingham talking to us today about the importance of ultrasound. So, Fita, can you introduce yourself and tell us a bit about you? Hello, thank you for inviting me for this podcast today. Um, I'm Elfita Sabudin, Army Consultant Rheumatologist. Currently, I'm based at the Rheumatology Research Group at University of Birmingham. Okay, so tell me a bit more about your research. So uh, you're talking about ultrasound, so what what have you done? So basically what we've done is, um, this is a large cohort study we've been running over the last 20 years. And specifically my research study looks at um, how we can use ultrasound best in clinical practice. Because currently, although some rheumatologists are using them in the clinical practice, but there's currently no validation in the prediction algorithm which includes imaging. And specifically, I'm really interested in looking at the tendon ultrasound because you and I know that it's almost impossible to examine tendon inflammation. We're really good at joint inflammation, but tendon inflammation is very tricky. So that's why my research comes in. Okay, so what did the study show? What did you, how did you choose your patients and what happened? So we choose patients when they are recruited into the Birmingham Early Arthritis Cohort, the Beacon Cohort. They have to be newly diagnosed and with symptom duration of less than three months. And they must not take any medication. So all of our patients are DMAT naive. And what we do at baseline is we collect the standard or if you like, conventional variables. So that would be the rheumatoid factor, inflammatory markers, joint count. We also perform ultrasound. So we scan all of the small joints of the hands as well as the tendon. So this is the novelty bit of our study. We then follow up the patient for 18 months. So at 18 months, the patients are split into two groups. So one group have persistent arthritis for which the majority is rheumatoid arthritis. The others are psoriatics and other type of arthritis, which require treatment. And the remaining patient, another third of the patients, uh, would have resolving arthritis. So these are patients who do not have any joint swelling and did not require any DMARD or steroid over the last three months prior to the last group. So the idea is ultrasound, we use it as a prediction tool or a crystal ball, if you like. So what we notice is that those patients who have ultrasound tendon inflammation markers at baseline, they have a very high predictive value of developing persistent arthritis at 18 months. Okay, so when you look at it, so the Arctic trial, for example, was a very much controversial trial that said ultrasound isn't important. So what would a rheumatologist take from this? You know, should you take everybody who comes into your clinic with suspected inflammatory arthritis and scan them and look at the tendon rather than look at the joint? So basically what this, um, our study shows is that the tendon ultrasound has independent predictive value, meaning that in patients where they're already rheumatoid factor positive and they have positive joint ultrasound, however, if you scan the tendon, that's an additional risk factor of developing persistent arthritis. So in terms of the Arctic study, just to mention, so that's, that's a study looking at treat to target, which is a completely different question 
from what I'm asking in my research study, which is what is the predictive value of sending an ultrasound at baseline. So as rheumatologists, what I would say is, if you have a scanner in your, in your clinic room, apart from scanning the MCP, PIP and MTP joints, you should scan the digit flexor tendon. So we all have 10 digit flexor tendon, which one do we scan? At the moment, we would say scanned all of them apart from the thumb. But the next part of our study is about understanding, um, collecting more data to understand which of the 10 digit flexor has the maximum predictive value, because then we can cut down in the scanning time. That's, that's exactly my next question, because if you've still got eight flexor tendons, that's quite a lot of tendons to do. Now, people talk about the ultrasound six, people talk about the ultrasound n number of joints that you do. So you measure the index and middle finger and the fifth metatarsal, and if it's not there, it's not going to give you any more information. Um, how would a clinical rheumatologist take this and say, I want to just do a limited number of, of scans to give me the maximum amount of output? Yes, that's a very good question. So I would say scan the symptomatic joints which are not swollen. So basically, um, if the patient is very very stiff, um, but you can't see much in the way of joint swelling, think, is there any tendon inflammation? Because that's an early marker of um, uh, disease development. Okay, that's brilliant. So that's something that a rheumatologist will take. If it's tender, scan it. Uh, you might get more information and look at the f- look at the information in the tendons more than anything else because we don't measure flexor problems we don't measure tendon synovitis it's nothing that happens in the das 28 or any other disease activity measure so do you think that maybe ultrasound will be the answer to looking at inflammation that is not in the joint absolutely absolutely i mean obviously if you want to challenge me in terms of oh why can't I do MRI? Of course you can do MRI, but then you need to inject the dye. It costs more to the NHS. There's a waiting list. Plus, if um, there are more contraindications such as a pacemaker. And one thing worth highlighting is that patients who are seronegative rheumatoid arthritis or seronegative inflammatory arthritis, they still show that at baseline, this tendon ultrasound is quite specific in the prediction of persistent arthritis. And this is fantastic because you and I know that um, patient with seronegative um, rheumatoid factor and ACBA sometimes is a bit tricky to diagnose because um, they don't have their autoantibodies. So then this is an additional predictive marker, which you can do in clinic. It takes five seconds to scan a couple of tendons, you know, about half a minute if you want to scan 10 tendons. So it then is really useful predictive marker. So I really feel strongly about the fact that rheumatologists should scan tendon if they think about scanning patients in early arthritis clinic. I would probably argue as an amateur sonographer that it would take me a lot longer than seconds to scan somebody's flexor tendons, but that's something that we would take. So what's the next step? What are you going to do further on with your research? So basically we're scanning uh, more patients in the larger cohort because we, we'd like to uh, come up with a predictive scoring system, meaning that if patients Patients have a number of joint swelling, joint ultrasound, tendon ultrasound. You put it into calculator and then it comes up with a probability score. So with that, obviously, with regression, we need a large number of patients. And also, we hope to sort of um, really pin down amongst the 10 tendons, 
which has the maximum predictive value okay. in this context. Okay, well, thank you very much. Thank you. That's very interesting. Thanks, Elvita. Thank you for listening to Talking Rheumatology Research, brought to you by BSR. Please do rate, share and subscribe through your favourite podcast app.